You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Hunter, happy uh what's today uh what is time uh thursday thursday right yeah thursday <laughs> there you go <laughs> to y'all uh happy black history month um this is our shit is this our first yeah this is our first uh black history month podcast so i'm gonna be doing several of these uh throughout the month for uh black cinema showcase so next week i'll be doing uh malcolm x um which i'm really excited to Rewatch that. It's been a minute, and then um, I will have the, my guests here that I'm about to introduce uh, back next week to talk Watchmen um, because I have somehow avoided spoilers on Watchmen <laughs> this whole time, and I don't know what happens. I'm really excited to get into that, um, but I don't want to tempt fate anymore. So, uh, first off, I've got a pretty constant. I, I think he's actually the most consistent quote guests that I actually have on the pod because I don't really have guests on outside of <laughs> <laughs> outside of him and uh Nick. Uh he is a contributor for one of us.net, uh hater of condoms everywhere, uh Canada himself, Bradley. How you doing, Brad? Hello, good. Thank <laughs> you. I didn't know you meant me. That's that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I think you've been on the show like like seven like I was actually doing the math. It's like you've been on like eight times. Like I think Nick's been on like four. So you actually have oh, wow. Nick doubled up. So yeah, so congrats. Um, Doggett still <laughs> hasn't been on yet, and I, I kind of want to keep that streak going. To be honest, like it's just a funny joke to me. That, that <laughs> like it makes me very happy that Brandon is is going to be on the show first before Doggett is, which I know he's going to be like, God damn it! <laughs> but, like uh-huh. I might delay watching Percy Jackson just so I can't review <laughs> review with Doggett. <laughs> And then um, rocking the amazing Boondock shirt here, uh, first-time guest, I've got Brandon on. Brandon, how you doing, sir? I am doing very well. Very good Thursday for me. Um, very chill, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for making the time, uh, both of y'all. I, re- I really appreciate it. So um, we're going to just uh, kind of shoot the shit here a little bit. Um, so uh before we get into our main review which is the moon girl and devil dinosaur season one which um man i've got feelings about this but uh that's gonna be the bulk of our time so um i will just throw this out here so i think the i think the company i think it's like funimation um i'm i'm scrolling through trying to find it but basically um there's this anime uh yeah i think it's me see yeah funimation um so they i guess are a streaming service for like anime Mm -hmm. and um they're shutting down their app on april 2nd which you know you would think all right you know what's the big deal on that but but here's the fun kicker is that anyone who had a personal library of digital films on the app is losing access to all their films and so um yeah, so they're flat out just losing their library, and then um, because Crunchyroll uh, isn't going to go ahead and support the feature, so I've ranted about this a little bit on um, on reviews here and there. 
but I'm a uh, um, if if y'all y'all can see the background there, um, that bookshelf is full of like art books. Like I love having something tangible to actually hold. Um, if I could, if I could, if I had the space for like all the collections I want to get, I wouldn't have Marvel uh, Unlimited and like DC's app. Like I would just have like. Yeah. You know, it'd be like Bell's Castle. I would just have like a book, like, like you know, just like a whole room for all my shit. But this is my physical media rant, y'all. Like, I this shit just bothers the ever living fuck out of me. Like, like it's one reason why I still buy did uh, why I still buy physical stuff because you know, um, I, I think it was oh god, I think it was last year where Amazon sent this really weird email kind of going like, oh, hey, like due to circumstances beyond our control, if you buy certain things digital, you may not be able to access them. And it's like, um, no, no, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that shit. If I'm giving y'all money, I should be able to access whatever the fuck I want. And, you know, I would never tell anyone to pirate anything. I would never tell anyone to pirate anything because that's wrong. But see, but this is the shit I'm, but this is the shit I'm talking about. Like what? What sort of assurances do you have that you're spending your money? You actually own the shit you buy, um, yeah. and it's just. And considering how many episodes the animes have, I like. Oh man! Like if I bought one, if they pulled one piece from my ass and I bought the whole series in one, I'd be fucking furious. Yeah. That's that's what five hundred episodes, something like that. It's up there. Well, I, yeah, I yeah. It's, the manga is up to like a thousand chapters. Jesus Christ. Oh my god. It's behind the manga. But uh yeah, that's that's uh that's life. That's someone's there's more about one piece you can forget just by experiencing <laughs> all of it, you know, because memory is a fickle thing. That's how much that is. Uh so, yeah, and the long, long, long ago, you know, it was like, well, we should watch an anime. Let's get an anime app and it's between yeah. Funimation and Crunchyroll. And I chose Crunchyroll. And I'm not going to be petty, like, haha, right choice, haha, or anything <laughs> like that. But yeah, that apparently is what's happening today, you know. I mean, it's and just I, uh, wild, though. I don't buy digital media because of this reason as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I stream that, but yeah, that that's very yeah. upsetting to hear that someone's losing their. You know, especially for people who grew up in the 90s where you'd have to go to like these obscure record stores to find anime at all. And for the good times to come and have it be a digital library you can purchase in the blink of an eye is wonderful. And, you know, now it's gone in the blink of an eye. And that that sucks. Yeah, I am. So I will say I'm, I'm, you know, I I grew up in the 90s. And so I. uh, um. Sorry, I just started seeing the Bojack song in my head. That's how my brain is <laughs> favorite TV show. But I, um, but, you know, I, I grew up going to Blockbuster and stuff like that. And I really do miss, um, I really miss the actual hunting of something of like going to a video store or a comic book store and being like, hey, I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for Luke Cage or I'm looking for this. Like, what would you recommend? And someone actually, you know, walking you through like what they would recommend. Um, my uh, my partner and uh, you know Alea and I we started a, a vinyl collection kind of for that reason we like actually having something to you know uh, to to have and you know I still buy I still buy my 4Ks I still buy my Blu-rays if I can because mm-hmm. I am paranoid as fuck about this happening um, 
I, I talked about it on an earlier pod, but when I uh, when I lost those reviews I had in the vault, uh, one of them was for that Disney film uh, Crater, which I really fucking dug. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'll just re-review that. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's one of the things that Disney Plus pulled yeah. for no fucking reason. <laughs> so it's like, Night, I Night did. Yeah, I like Which is fucking ridiculous. I was like, why are you pulling shit that you produce in-house? Like, that that's my big thing for HBO Max and the Adult Swim shit, too, yeah. because they pulled Space Ghost, Coast to Coast for no fucking reason. And they're just like, oh, fuck you. Like, you can't. So, so Brad, are you are you a uh, are you a physical media person, or do you kind of mix mix it up? Or I'm I'm a little bit of both. I'm not gonna lie. I am super physical when it comes to like comics. Like I have to have that like in my hand. Like I feel like like of course I have like Marvel Unlimited, but that's like only because buying comics is a very expensive hobby. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> I have like a subscription service to get like the things in the middle that I miss. But um, yeah, no, I love physical media. I love holding things in my hand. I love reading books. Uh, whether it comes to, like, I used to love like the the different covers movies used to have. I don't know if that's even yeah, 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 yeah. The slide on covers and stuff. Yeah, like, I love those. Even the still book cases, like special occasions for like games and stuff like that. That's always going to be special to me. But like, I, I can't lie, digital has been just such a convenient thing for me like a lot of the games i buy now is like are digitally i can just like do it like that instead of like waiting to buy it but um i also hate this i hate just taking it away if you're going to give us the convenience don't be like nah not anymore you're good like (laughs) you can't watch this anymore i i I think my big axe to grind with um my big axe of rhyme digital is there's something kind of <laughs> I, I I'm gonna be using this term a little bit, uh kind of soulless about just kind of scrolling yeah. through a bunch of titles and it's just like, oh, you know, just like meh, 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 meh. I actually mm-hmm. like being able to like grab something. So to 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 date Bradley and I here uh here in a bit, I still remember when games came with manuals. Like oh. there were, <laughs> I remember there's an actual paper manual that you would have on how to play the fucking game. And then, you know, studio uh, and then game studios were like, oh, this manuals money. Fuck that. It's like you can go on this website or scan this QR code to learn how to play. It's like, wow. Like, you like keep- the transition when that happened, like when it would be like a full manual you could read. And then it was like, yeah, like two pages. Or sometimes not even anything in the box anymore. It's just like God. It's like God. And I will say too, especially with games being seventy dollars now, like for them to have the balls to not give us a game manual is kind of rich to me. Like, wow, you expect me to pay more, and you know, you're cutting jobs left and right. Which, which, um, which to anyone who's been laid off because of these greedy corporations, um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm really sorry you're going through this shit. Um, the game industry right now just seems, ah, man, I don't know, man. So, so actually, let's talk about that a little bit. So, um, what is it? Ubisoft has a uh, Skull and Bones coming out. Um, I'm gonna be real, y'all. So, um, for we we uh, there's a group chat that uh, all three of us are in. Um, oh, if if only y'all could see that group chat, but uh, <laughs> but but um. But Skull and Bones is coming out next week, and I know we've been roasting uh, Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League. I have a couple friends who bought the uh, 
deluxe edition and they oh, are just no. beside themselves like they like it's a buyer's remorse like a motherfucker for them um i will say i'm not crazy about ubisoft just really as a company to be honest like they they just They've just, like, even for a game studio, they just said shit where I go. Um, I think it was their CEO who came out recently and was basically like, well, um, gamers are going to need to be comfortable with not owning the games they buy. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, yeah. why are you saying that right before a giant launch for a game that's been seven years in the making? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I, I, and so I watched an in-depth uh, gameplay video about it, and all I just kept thinking is, Man, it would be really cool if I could be a pirate and actually get in sword fights. Like, why <laughs> the fuck are you limiting this to just to just ship combat? Like, like, am I wrong? Like, like, I kinda... no. no, I agree that, that the whole pirate experience—that's why you buy themed games like that, right? Yeah, like it just seems like such a massive, like Sea of Thieves. I, I think you can do that in Sea of Thieves. I haven't played Sea of Thieves. I think you can. That's the big. It was a. Yeah, there was a Sid Meier game way back in the day where you could do everything, even be like a total prick. <laughs> yeah. Fly colors with allegiance to Spain and then attack Spain ships and be like, I don't know, I guess a pirate did it. And <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, see, that sounds great. And it's yeah. really weird, too, because I'm, um, I've been playing, I go, like, it's been really hard playing games over the last couple of years just because I'll see something that looks interesting or I'll be like, oh, and I'll buy it. And then I look through the game, my games log, and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many games. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. And so I just kind of started playing. Uh, I got a shout out, Brandon. He told me about this game, On Guard, which, oh my God, I'm playing the fuck up On Guard. <laughs> On Guard fucking, it's so good. Um, but then I started picking up uh, uh, Black Flag. Um, and that's a Ubisoft game. And you could yeah. do sword fights in that. And so the concept that they went, oh, here's a game where you can create yourself as a pirate but not do sword fighting, it's just, like, it, it makes it doubly worse because I would <laughs> think you would connect this giant-ass dot. And so, you know, like, I'm torn because I don't want the game to fail because I know that there's people who spit, you know, and, and how much control these people really have when, you know, you're being yelled at by you know, some, some fucker behind a desk. Like I, I understand <laughs> that they can only do so much, but I, 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 uh, it, it, I don't think it's looking good. Like just going through comments and just what I'm seeing on social media, people seem very, um, it's giving me Duke Nukem forever vibes. If I'm being oh, honest, oh, that's like, <laughs> like it feels like a game that just people are like, y'all just took too long on this shit. And I don't, care anymore wow. and see a thieves i think see a thieves like on season like nine or ten or something like that like that game still has a fan base and it's still um it's kind of crazy because like i as someone who's in a, a, a an avengers apologist as far as the <laughs> game um i think i look at something like no man's sky which had such a yeah. rough fucking launch and they were like oh no, no no we're gonna you know we're gonna steer the course uh, you know, stay the course, and we're gonna fix this shit. And No Man's Sky has been fucking amazing. That from people that I've talked to who are really into it. Um, people love that game. The same like with yeah. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk now, like it had a horrible launch, but now like they fixed it, and now people seem to be like, this is actually a really good game now. 
I tried a couple times Cyberpunk and it just kept shutting down on me. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm not reinstalling <laughs> this again for you to just not work. Um, <laughs> like, like that actually frustrates me more because I have to wait for it to install. And it's just like, oh, God right. damn it. Um, yeah. Like, you know, I, I might get around to it again. So, I mean, I, I bought it and Steam and Steam was basically like, well, you've owned it for too long. It's like, all right, clearly this is my fault, not, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, I don't know, y'all. Like, I I see that, and I, I mean, as far as games are coming out uh, soon, um, what is it? Uh, I think it's Rise of the Ronin that's yeah, coming yeah. out. That's next month, I want to say. Yeah, that yeah. looks fantastic. That's yeah. something I'm actually really, uh, really excited to play. Um, oh, what was the uh, that new Star Wars game? That um, yeah, um, I'm blinking on name. Yeah, yeah, uh, that looks fun. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm hoping good for that. I think you know EA is kind of like Ubisoft now. Like they're both kind of like the worst video game companies. They make terrible decisions, yeah. but every now and then they yeah. have a winner. They they have a put out a good game, and I'm mad at them for like why don't you always do this? I'm so terrified about that Iron Man game they're making because I can see them being like, oh man, you want to be able to fly? Oh, you have to buy the deluxe edition of the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. the, the whole time. You don't even get to see the suit. Dark rocket food pack for flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could, like I could see that in that the ter- bundle package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, that that honestly terrifies me. Um, wh- one last thing I'll just throw out. Um, just because uh, because there's have a monopoly on the shit. I bought last year's Madden on Black Friday. And I was like, all right, like I, I there's no work around this. Like I, I have to, you know. But the game is so broken that um that uh if you have like it subs out your best players when you get into the playoffs. And so you have to play basically your scrub lineup. Like you can't even yeah. play with your best players in <laughs> the playoff. It's like the most ridiculous fucking thing, and it's a common like if you look on Reddit, it's a common like um, problem that people post about over and over and upvoted and all that, and mm-hmm. just this radio silence from EA. It's like, oh, what are you gonna do? It's like, god I mean, damn it! Like that's them with like the, all their yearly sports games. Like there's always something like wrong with it, like slightly like something that they changed that they didn't need to change in the first place. And it's just, they keep doing it year after year. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, I'll be real. Like I'm, you know, I've, I've talked about the whole WWE scandals that are going on oh, right now. Yeah. I'm torn as fuck about getting uh WWE 2K24. Cause that's out next month. And I'm like, Ooh, I'm like all oh, new wrestling game. And I'm like, uh, do I really want? <laughs> like, do I really want to buy this right now? Cody Rhodes like, on the car and everything, dude. Right, like, like yeah. Cody Rhodes. They're like, oh, finish your story. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Like, do you want? <laughs> like, you know. Uh, apparently, they're gonna. Rem- they might remove Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar from the game. Which, uh, yeah, like, wait, is Kurt Angle still in WWE games? Does he um, still get- so. So he's on like a legends deal. So yeah, he came. He was in uh, last year's game. Okay, um, okay. I'm a big Kurt Angle nerd. Like I, I fucking love me some Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt Angle's great. But it's just, um, I, I know we've talked about it a little bit in the chat. But man, that whole scandal is just like the more shit comes out about that, it's, it's like, 
and it's like the worst time for them as a business. Like, oh, we're going, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, pay no attention. Like, they're actually doing that press conference here in a bit, um, which apparently, you know, The Rock's going to be there, which I'm sure he'll, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be super cool and not shitty about, <laughs> about all of this. Like, is, has there been another celebrity? Like, maybe Will Smith? That's like, taking this tumble this quick after being so beloved because because like you think about it like his brand was you know i'm the cool relatable guy who happens to be richer than you like that was very much dwayne johnson's you know brand and now people like after that black adam flop and people are like wait you just brought cavill back in the fold to use the chess piece to basically take over dc and it didn't work oh wow you you kind of suck okay (laughs) and uh, brad i know we've kind of talked about it man like kind of your thoughts on that like (coughs) oh can't hear you that's interesting you bring that up that uh cody rhodes is the new henry cavill and the rock's terrible brand (laughs) management of his empire i shouldn't say terrible because like you said he's he's incredibly wealthy and you know he always sticks at it and that's his tenacity is very impressive but to misread the room this bad, I keep thinking this has to be planned. There has to be something coming up where The Rock yeah. turns turns it into like a triple threat or some, some way to make it more lucrative for him. Like there's no way that someone who became a self-made billionaire, I'm pretty sure The Rock is, maybe I have to Google that, could yeah. hear all the booze, see all the response tweets, listen to all the people who even love him like can you give that back to cody please and Mm -hmm. not see opportunity here for something even bigger than screwing over uh you know a legacy wrestler like this i think there is this almost sociopathic level to be liked Mm -hmm. and i i i think that's part of it um and i think part of that is them i think part of that is projection because, like, Will Smith, you know, I, I mean, I grew up with Will Smith. I remember when Fresh Prince was, like, the biggest thing, you know, on TV, you know. Uh, you know, first ever rap Grammy. Like, Will Smith had, you know. I, like, when Independence Day came out, I remember that shit blowing my mind. It was like, oh, my God, this movie, you know, like, he was a cultural, you know, icon. And, and I would say say he still is, yeah. despite, you know, the bloom being off the rose, Um um a bit um but i i I do think that like we live in such a terrible celebrity culture in the in the way that we just love to see celebrities like fuck up like Mm -hmm. like tmz like really kind of helped um i don't know if helped is the right term but it's very very much like enhanced that you you know what i mean because um but it's weird now that tmz is actually one of the more like like sourceable news outlets now. Like I, you know, I would trust TMZ over Fox News, which is really <laughs> sad. Um, but but I think we have these celebrities where we just want to see them fuck up. And I think every, I think most black people kind of knew that Will Smith was almost on a ticking clock, where it's just like you know Jada could only say you know this much shit, and you could only take this many bad movies in a row until you know something <laughs> had to give, you know, and just. It's it's just it's wild to me that um, I, I went on the Rock's page because 
that's my rules. Like, if I'm talking shit about a celebrity, like, I'm not gonna, like, I would never say anything on mic I wouldn't say uh, in front of the actual person that I'm talking shit about. Um, I know it puts all those Tower Perry reviews in, uh, <laughs> in, in a more hilarious light, but, um, but, uh, you know, I went on The Rock's Instagram and I was like, oh, so, you know, Black Adam bombs, so now we all have to suffer. And it has like, 800 likes at this point which is pretty yeah. funny you know it's like and i was just kind of saying that like seriously but kind of in jest too but mm-hmm. I, I i i think that for someone who tried that dc takeover and for someone who let's be real has not been the box office dude that he was you know nine years ago because i mean you think about like rampage and uh skyscraper um it's got, it's, yeah yeah sandra is that's not great either um and i know i'm missing some uh black adam obviously <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like like like, like it, it's been kind of a, a box office wasteland for him for a minute you know and you it's so weird faster. yeah yeah, well, I mean, that, okay, so I'm happy you brought that up. The fact that, so the irony in that is that, you know, Vin Diesel had that um, that allegation against him, and it's kind of been, oh. it's been kind of like nothing since then. So I don't know if that's a one-off or if like more shit's being, you know, I, I don't know how they're progressing with that. But um, ironically enough, The Rock might have come back at the right time, because if you're going to kick Dom out, you could bring yeah. Hobbs back in, you oh, know, God. exactly. And, what he would want. <laughs> and that's kind of my thing, man. So look, this is my big conspiracy theory. I think the rock knows more about that than we even know. Okay, and I think yeah. this is him. I think this is him kind of moving the chessboard around trying to be the new Vin Diesel to kind of take uh, the franchise over. That's my conspiracy theory. That That's <laughs> my... But but it seems so on brand for him at this point because I think he wants to I think he wants to be not just like a brand unto himself but I think he does want to be running something you know I, mean, I think that's the I think that's the only reason why he's on this TKO board now because dude the guy hasn't been back in wrestling like he hasn't wrestled a match in twelve years like and I think he's come back three times in the last five years just like kind of like one off appearances but like. And I'm not even saying this is a dig at him because I'll be real. Like if I um, like, and I, I know a lot of wrestling fans hold some resentment towards the rock for leaving as early as he did. Cause he left in like, Oh shit. Oh five. I think full time. Oh six. Maybe I think it was Oh five, but you know, he left pretty early on. I think he was, uh, so he would have been like 30, like 35, 36 ish, something like that. And I think a lot of wrestling fans hold that against him, but it's like, what would you rather do? Be on a film set for you know four or five months, make fifteen million, and then not have to work again for two years if you don't want, or you know be constantly hitting the mat and going through tables and shit and taking yeah. <laughs> taking years. Like, what would you rather do? So I, I don't even begrudge him for that. Like, I do the same thing, but like, don't come back and be like, oh, you know, I missed you guys, and this is home. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, it's like, don't, don't, don't pander <laughs> to us you know but but i digress so um yeah so now to just jump in um so moon girl and devil dinosaur uh it is up to season two now season two is on uh disney plus i got 
four episodes into it <laughs> last night. Um, so full spoilers for season one, uh, just, just to let y'all know. Um, so I love this show. I'm just going to just jump in here. Um, <laughs> I thought this show would be good. Um, I'm I'm kind of familiar. Okay, that's a lie. I I've watched I've read a decent amount of Moon Girl because I was sitting there. I was like, I can almost like picture the covers. And there's that one of her, uh, kind of the iconic one of her kissing uh, Devil, which is fucking adorable. It's like all. Um, yeah. But she, um, they definitely mess with her power base uh, a decent amount here, which I was kind of surprised by. But it actually works better for the show. Um, so yeah, Brandon, like, what did you know about the character going into this? Um, I was very surface level with Moon Girl. Like, I had maybe read, like, her first, like, few, like, appearances, like, her first appearance or so, like, that cover you're talking about. Like, I remember that as well. Um, but I, she wasn't a character I had really kept up with. Like, I knew she was, like, supposed to be one of the smartest or the smartest person in the MCU, you know, that always... Oh, not MCU, Marvel Universe in general. Yeah, yeah. That always bounces around between her and, like, Reed Richards, I think. It, yeah, it's basically mm-hmm. those two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I was very unfamiliar, but, like, once I saw, like, that first teaser for this show, I was like, oh, I'm I'm in. Yeah, uh, uh, Canada, what about you? Uh, pretty much the same. I was aware of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and saw tons of artwork. A lot of great artwork, actually. Some very cartoonish, so some fun, a very comic book. And then some that looked just badass. Like, <laughs> any T-Rex fanatic would be like, can you put this on my back? I have $10,000. That's how <laughs> awesome Devil Dinosaur looks. Me, I didn't know the uh, ferocity of the both those characters until Marvel Snap, the phone app game, to which oh, I became yeah. addicted. And I oh, would that's usually... right. You love that fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm off got... now. I'm off the sauce are, are now because it's very okay. addictive. That was kind of your candy crush. I have too many responsibilities, minute. but it was. It was. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I might have to ch- check on that. Again. <laughs> I don't. Know. You're, you're <laughs> yourself like you, Marvel. You got fight. You got even that Marvel step. Moon Girl package, yeah, but Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, two separate cards used together in certain ways, was pretty op and i'm not sure if the as the kids say they nerfed that or anything but <laughs> that's how i found out how just wonderful they were as a team and how relatable they were as well because you know the cards come with a lot of information and suggestions and you know just cool stuff you can check out so that's pretty much my history on it until this uh, cartoon series that came out last year sometime i think it was last year sometime february it made my top yeah. 10 tv shows of the year that's how much i loved this Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, for myself, I definitely read uh, a couple runs of her. Like, I, I I read enough to be able to speak on her, but not enough that I could, you know, like rattle off, you know, shit about mm-hmm. her. So I'd say like intermediate for me. But uh, when I saw the trailer for this I, um, last year, I was like, oh shit, this looks fucking fantastic. And then you find out Lawrence Fishburne is the person who yeah. like spearheaded this. I was like, holy shit, Lawrence Fishburne is the one who. Um, and, and I gotta say, and I mean this as a compliment, I, I'm really jealous of kids these days. <laughs> and I say, and, yeah. and I rise how old, I, I rise how old man I'm sounding right now. But, you know, I, I, I've talked about it in our chat about how, um, you know, I mean, first off, I grew up in fucking, you know, 
Pismo Beach, California, where they make white people. So it was like hard enough <laughs> to find a comic book shop anyway. But being a black nerd, it was hard to find merchandise. Like I couldn't find, you know, they weren't selling Black Panther merch. They weren't selling, oh, yeah. you know, Storm merch. You know, they weren't selling, um, you know, like Bishop merch, you know. Um, but but kids now, because, I mean, for better or for worse, because there's so much access now, you can find merch on pretty much any fandom that you love, which mm-hmm. is amazing because, you know, I... Um, Brandon and I have talked about uh, Craig of the Creek. That's that's our oh. shit. I fucking love Craig of the Creek. Like I would have killed for Craig of the Creek when mm-hmm. I was, you know, five. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and and one thing about this show that I really appreciate is that it embraces. Um, it's one of the things I love about uh, Bob's Burgers with Tina uh, specifically is that it really tells kids it's okay to be weird, mm-hmm. and I actually wish kids would hear that more. Because you're just not, you're always going to be weird to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, t- take it from me. You always be weird to so- you always be weird to someone. And the show really leans into that message in a way that I thought was uh, really uh, inspired. And um, I've been talking. Um, I know some of y'all think I collect those Marvel checks, but I've been, <laughs> I've I've been talking shit about Disney's animation for the last couple of years because I just think I don't know what they're doing with their animation. To be to be very blunt, um, I watched Elemental last week. Eh, uh, to to be honest, that's how I felt after it was done. And I watched uh, Wish the other day. Same thing. Eh, like I just I don't know why like it's not mars needs mom's bad but it's also like like but but also disney made mars needs moms and mars meets moms is fucking terrible you know that was only like 15 years ago um but that that's why i constantly talk about how you know you shouldn't want you know a company like AEW or TNA wrestling to go out of business because you don't want anyone to have monopoly on anything, let alone animation. Um, I haven't done my um, best of list officially, but uh, you know, fuck, um, if Disney's the only thing in town, we don't get uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Meet Mayhem, we don't mm. get uh, you know, we don't get a uh, Toro Pinocchio, we don't get um. We don't get oh, a robot Nimona because Disney yeah. canceled that. Oh shit, that's right. Yeah, we don't get that. We don't get the boy and the heron. Like you don't get these anime, you don't you know, you know, you don't get these projects that are more off the beaten path that are gonna, I think, inspire a whole new generation of of kids. But um, but as far as this show in particular, um I I really love the opener. Um, I thought the opening episode was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really simple concept. Uh, uh, Lu- uh, Lunel Lafayette, who great fucking name, by the way. Like that's just <laughs> just that's just a cool ass name. Uh, she goes ahead and acts, uh, builds this portal, and it goes ahead and transports uh, this dinosaur that she names Devil uh, to the Lower East Side, uh, where she's uh, where she's living uh, in New York, and. One thing I, I, I love, um, or that we've talked about with uh, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, is that it's it's such a an unapologetically black representation. Mm-hmm. Like um, Raphael Sadiq did the music. Shout out to him because he yeah. crushes the music in here. Holy shit! 
Um, I've actually been listening to the score um, all week, just like yeah. when I've been like just like on downtime. And um, that's a brother who's been underrated for years. I'm really happy that people are starting to kind of rediscover him. Um, almost kind of giving second life to his uh, to his career, but um, this really reminded me of something like Scott Pilgrim, uh, the new Scott Pilgrim show, mm. in the way that it really uses music in a way that I went, oh wow, every battle is actually enhanced yeah. um, because of the music around it. It's kind of like someone played uh, Death Jam Icon and was like, hey, how about how do we do this but make it not terrible? Um, <laughs> Because that's like that really is how a lot of the fights, uh, a lot of the fights feel. Like there's you know there's some Gambino in here. There's um, there's Rafael Sadiq. Um, there's there's quite a mixture of uh, of artists. Um, I don't think I could really tell you a favorite fight of mine because I think they I like them all for different for very different reasons. But mm. I just found myself just kind of in awe uh, of this show. Um, uh, yeah, Brandon, kind of your uh, your uh, first thoughts on it. Oh man, I yeah, like same like you. That first episode, um, I mean, it opens with the musical number um, sung by Diamond White, who is also Lunella, um, the voice actress for Lunella. Oh, uh, nice! I didn't know that. But yeah, it's amazing. It immediately sets the tone. Um, like you said, it's unapologetically black, but it's like also unapologetically New York, like. It's like every kind of culture and diverse diversity is like represented. Um, but yeah, like the music is immediately like the show lets you know this the music is one and the same. Like you can't have one without the other. Um yeah. and I think that was like such a great choice for them to have like these mixtape moments, like each episode, um, where like she's fighting like the villain, or sometimes not even fighting a villain, like there's like a chase scene one. Um, that's really cool but yeah i love this i was a big fan of the animation studio already because of rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles underrated oh it's the same studio okay that makes a lot of sense actually okay flying mark is their name but yeah they do they have great fight scenes in that show and so i was super excited for what they would do here and it has not disappointed since um I know you said you couldn't have a favorite, but I think my favorite is probably the, I forget the name of the episode. Um, I think it's maybe like mother, like daughter, like when the the rich people are trying to silent, literally silence LES. And, um, oh yeah, that's um, the, not devil on her shoulder. That's, um, oh yeah, uh, like mother, like moon girl. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And like they literally bring back the sound like through the music. That whole sequence is like, yeah. So okay, that that's a fair point because I do love. So um, it's really funny how they kind of take the vampire versus the Bronx like plot line basically, and go like we're gonna condense this into a twenty you know twenty two minute episode because it's just all about (laughs) gentrification and. To the point that they flat out say it, like 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 they dance around it for for like a a bit, and then she finally just goes like, "Okay, I'm over this shit. It's actually you know, it's this." And I'll be real, um, man. First off, a um, so I've talked about it a little bit, but I you know where I grew up, there's this place called San Luis Obispo, and it's a very 
I don't want to say urban because again, Central Coast white people, but it's it, but it, but it's very much kind of more of an artsy uh, type town. And I was actually just back there last year to visit, and they've definitely tried to turn it more into like this like resort kind of touristy part, like type town. But there's like certain like pockets that haven't been affected by that. Um, one of the places being the record store that we went to. And it's just, it's so wild to see how like towns lose their identity because of that. It's like, we need to make things bigger and there needs to be, you know, Chipotle and you know, all that, you, you know, like, like Panera Bread, like, you know, that, that shit. And it's, it's, it's really great to see an episode uh, touch on that. Um, there is, <laughs> there's a, a heavy sense of irony that this message is coming from Disney. Like I will not <laughs> like, like that is not lost on me. Like Disney going like, no, leave things the way they are. <laughs> like, but, but, but the way that I think they, 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 um, they um, put that through the episode. I thought was really well done. Uh, yeah. Canada, your, uh, your initial thoughts. No, I agree with everything y'all are saying. I did want to point out that the dancing around the gentrification the two villains in this episode literally dance around yeah, yeah. while while explaining their plot <laughs> in a very uh, supportive and we're just trying to save your trashy ass city yeah and you know when I was like well there's there's nothing wrong with the city and that's a lot of uh, ignorant speak but a lot of powerful speech they use to get what they want with their money and I yeah. did want to point out uh, the song the wave. Mm -hmm. the wave i have it written down here somewhere but these villains literally have a tool to silence people yeah. and since i'm watching this with kids i'm like let's discuss the moral kids uh, this one very aptly and easy to follow is when your entire community is silenced all you have is art to speak mm -hmm. and fight back with yes and that's uh that's a so many incredibly beautiful messages in this whole series my favorite episode fight, probably since I'm kind of a board gaming addict and playing games with my family, it's episode Fair. four, Check Yourself. The big song oh, in that one is... That's a great one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they fight to IDKWYCTD by um, Eli Paperboy Reed, or I mm -hmm. Came to Play. And that's such a fun song. I have a couple of aggressive, competitive people in my family, including my spouse, my wife. <laughs> oh, is, 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 oh, is she? Is, is she? <laughs> very much like Lunella in this, like, fun. Yeah, 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 we're all having fun. Winning is so fun. Dude, dude okay, so I, I know myself well. So, so my family and I, we used to do um, uh, scene at nights. Um, and those goddamn, those, those, those game nights would get so intense. Like, I, I still remember... My siblings slam in the door because I because uh, I won an all play like on my last shit <laughs> like like there like there were or or, uh, or Uno nights like I oh, I I am a competitive motherfucker I I am a sore loser I I will admit it I I fucking hate losing it pisses me off and so mm. as I'm watching episode four I'm like girl I feel you I, I completely <laughs> hate you not not wanting to lose even, even if you should lose like because she should lose this computer by like all intents and purposes she should lose and she's just like no no like the fact she even does her science tests while she's playing the computer yeah. I was like oh, man she oh, is great. I was like she's in she's in too deep now and um 
as I've I've said on the podcast before, everything will always be seen as pandering until it's commonplace. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that the computer goes like, "Oh, they them pronouns, please." And it's just okay. it's just it's stated. It's simple. And then Linnell goes, "Oh yeah, uh, 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 she her for me." And it's like it's a very subtle it's a subtle moment, but you just go like, "That's cool." And I remember just sitting there going, "I." I I really appreciate that that's in here and it's in here so early in the show because if you introduce this to kids and I, and I do think that part uh, that's part of why there is resistance from people who are, you know, in their thirties, forties, whatever now with uh, when it comes to pronouns and stuff like that, cause it's just, it feels so like, it does feel like such a, like a, like a foreign thing. But if you're introducing this to kids, you know, when they're 10, 12, they're not even going to think about it. They're just going to go, oh, you know. And so I appreciate that that's actually in here so that kids can hopefully just become accustomed to it. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, what are your pronouns? Um, I really like that that's, um, that that's in here. Um, I am completely blanking on her, uh, on Lunella's best friend's name. Um, someone, thank you. Um, she has two dads, and they're mm-hmm. fucking adorable. And I'll just like... Oh, I'm like that's that that's so sweet. And um I think my favorite fight might actually um outside the computer one cuz I do love the computer one. Um um the uh, today I am a woman episode. I oh, love that episode. Um because it really talks about something that I think is really important um the concept of having like a perfect social media which is, you know, unattainable number one. Mm-hmm. Um but number two, uh, the fact that I think sometimes we lose ourselves so much in like in the actual moment because we're trying to talk about it or post about it to you social mm-hmm. media. And I think there is a like I'll be I'll be real with y'all. I am um, like me in my twenties, and I look back on stuff. I'm like, oh god, it's like I would just share where I was all the time. I'm like, why would I do that? Why would I mm-hmm. let? Someone- <laughs> why would I let someone know where? Because you know, it's like I don't know who wants to kick my ass. Like, why would I share exactly where I'm at? You know, someone comes through, pops me in the mouth. Like, I eh. now I'm like way more like, okay, I don't need to tell everyone where I'm at. Maybe I'll just go to the movies and you know, like I'll tell. I might tell y'all, but you know, your your state's away. You're, you can't fly. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, but but at the same time, it's like I you know I I never know who's pissed off at me. So it's like okay, maybe I shouldn't just say this shit. But um, but I really like that message too because I think for kids especially, like you know, I I didn't have to grow up with social media. I I mean, I still remember <laughs> again to date myself. I got my first, I got, I remember MySpace, you know, I remember when, you know, I remember like being 15, getting, getting social media and that being a big deal. But, you know, now you have these kids who are six, seven, who have cell phones and they have, you know, they have TikToks, which I'll be the first to admit, I think that's, I think that's insane. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, not to be a, a wet blanket, but you should not have a social media when you're seven years old. Like there, there's no reason for that. Um, at all honestly honestly um i think it's a little suspect even posting your kids on social media when they're like you know kids you, you know I, I just think it's a little like mm, um yeah. so like but, so many celebrities always hide their babies for like yeah like which, you don't see that child yeah, well it's weird because i would see people go like why are you putting a sticker over the kid it's like you know especially if i'm a celebrity i don't want people to know what my kid looks like like that's yeah. the last thing i would fucking want you know so i 
you know, I get that, but I love that episode um, for that reason. And I, and I think too, the actual arguments that people have in here, like they don't feel manufactured. They feel very much like an argument you would have, mm-hmm. you know, with a friend, with a family member. Cause um, you know, I love, I love my family. We've had very similar arguments, <laughs> like, like this show, like the show presents. I went, uh, yeah, I, 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 oh, this, this, this rings familiar. So mm-hmm. I, you know, so I definitely related to it in, uh, in, in, uh, in that way. Um, as far as the show itself, I think the first, let's see, one, two, three, f- I think the first five episodes are all great. I think mm. it hits a step. I think it hits the second gear around episode six when the Beyonder shows up, because that's kind of one of the like the ongoing storylines. <laughs> so um, I didn't know the Beyonder was voiced by Lawrence Fishburne, which um, which props. I think he hides his voice very well because you know you're, you're expecting that deep, you know, you know Morpheus voice, you know, and, yeah, like, and super wise and like yeah, uh, earnest. Everything said with earnest. The Beyonder's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, presents himself yeah. very much so as this very uh, better than you egotistical. Well, how could he not be though? That's what's also interesting about the Beyonder. It's, it's, is he cosmic? You're you're the big MCU guy. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He's co- he's cosmic. Well, what's funny too is like as soon as I saw him, because because you know my partner, she was out kind of asking me like, "Who's that?" I was like, "Okay." So I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So think of like star trek's next gen but think of like q i was like that's like the closest that's like great. comparison yeah, I can, that's I, I can a great comparison because like i remember i remember watching next gen in real time and i remember just watching q I'm like this guy's an asshole like like even <laughs> as a kid i'm like this guy sucks. <laughs> and like and there's and, and even um and i'm not really spoiling anything but you know he shows back up in picard and he's still an asshole you're just like god damn it dude like what is your problem and but when the Beyonder shows up and he's just like, oh, I'm here to learn about humanity, but also, oh, yeah, if you can't win the science contest, I'm going to wipe out humanity. No pressure. Okay, bye. It's like, dick. Like, and he's like, JK, wasn't going to do it anyway. Just wanted to mess with you. And he's just like, fuck you. Dude. Well, that was part of his uh, trying to learn about humanity, like what human- lengths humanity would go to. Mm-hmm. to preserve itself uh, lunella being the smartest person i think he says that like oh you're the most smartest most intelligent person on the planet so yeah. you're able to talk to me without it being infuriatingly just depressing <laughs> for me since humans are so stupid why are you wearing <laughs> shoes dummy you can't feel the ground that way humans <laughs> am i right and he says well, the, the most thing, mean things the thing is though like man it's, this is gonna sound so dark He's not wrong, and I'm like, given the day, I oh. might agree with the Beyond. Because <laughs> like I mean, you know, fuck, we're in an election year. I'm already just like, man, maybe the founder's right. Maybe, maybe we need to just, you know, flip the script and start over again. But, um, but I love that pressure being put on a, you know, a 13 year old girl trying to figure this shit out. And you're like, wow, okay. Um, but there's an actual great moral to that episode of just being like, okay, you know, sometimes, cause I'll be real. I hate group projects. Cause I always feel like there's someone on a group project who just goes, you know, fuck oh, it. Yeah. The other, you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like there'll always be yeah. the, yeah, there'll always be the other people who like don't do shit. And it's like, yeah. well, fuck you. I don't want you getting an A cause my <laughs> hard work, but, but, but she's just, the thing is, I think when you're that smart, 
like there is that there is definitely that I need to do this all myself because it's mm-hmm. the only way that can get that it can get done. And something that Lunella learns throughout the series um, is that you know she's able to rely on people. Like she's able to rely on uh, um, Casey, right? Casey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's able to rely on Casey. She's able to. Um, her and Devil have a fight the first episode that genuinely made me cry. I was like, what is happening? I was like, don't yell the dinosaur. And, and, and I've talked about this um, before, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was Paddington 2 that broke my ass. I don't know if it's the pandemic lockdown that broke my ass. But man, I, I've never been, it's never been easier to make me cry than, mm. <laughs> than, than, than it currently has been. And I actually was worried um, and I, I already said full spoilers, so shut up, people. Um, I got to the last three oh. episodes, and Brandon gives me shit for uh, Brandon, Jamarco, Nick over at the afternoon tune. Uh, screw all of you. Um, I, <laughs> they, they, they give me shit for not watching a lot of horror movies. And so I was like, you know, so I'm watching this show. I'm like, there's a couple things that are a little horror based, but whatever. I get to the, uh, the, Coney Island episode, the Coney mm-hmm. Island baby episode. Yeah, so quick, quick, so quick story time. Um, I'm definitely afraid of clowns. Like, like no. if I see a scary clown, it will legit like, like I kind of go into I, shock is a little strong, but I'll have a panic attack. Like I, I, I fucking hate clowns. Clowns genuinely freak me out. Um, uh, when I was back in the day, when I was actually in, so I would have been like twenty. Yeah, um, I was helping out this uh, youth th- uh, youth group thing at my church, and the fucking and fucking Pennywise was following us around for like ten minutes. I finally turned around in front of my pastor at the time. I was like, "If you don't get the fuck away from me, clown, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face!" Like I feel like that that, that Christian shit dropped quick. I was like, "I will, I will end you." And so I'm watching this episode. And in the in the actual flashback that we get to like five year old Lanella having this like breakdown because she loses her grandma, I was like, "Holy shit, this would totally scar you as a kid!" Like, "Oh my god, you poor thing." And so, what is what is the Beyonders asshole? Do? <laughs> you know, yeah. asshole self do? He's like, "Oh hey, look, your grandma's gone. Oh, all you have to do is go to the fun house that completely traumatized you," but it actually leads to a really great lesson because um and i and i think the show does a really good job with the gimmick of devil because devil could always be around and she could just seem overpowered so she's never in danger but they do real they do strike this balance of like in uh, you know getting him out of fight so she has to fight more solo or she has to use her brain more and she's not just using her her gadgets she is actually having to think uh mm. you know through, through these fights and so because she's with her uh, uh with casey and grandma devil's not there but it leads to a really cool parallel where devil is afraid of water because they're a jellyfish and he's afraid of just getting stung and like drowning which is really dark when you think about it. <laughs> it's a legit fear it's rational uh, oh it yeah. totally is and and i yeah man i I'll be real, man. Drowning would be like my least favorite way to go. Like, I don't know, man. Drowning just sounds terrible. Um, and so, but Devil ends up swimming across and actually getting uh, mm-hmm. to Lanella. And so, you know, the the moral of the story being that you don't really get over shit. You just have to kind of learn to accept it and really just kind of go through it. 
which I was like, huh, that actually, that's actually a really good message for kids. Like, especially when it comes to stuff that, you know, that, that freaks you out because the clowns. So I was watching this at three in the morning. Like I was actually going (laughs) to go to bed at one. I was like, okay, I'll watch the last, you know, three or four, you know, in the morning with my coffee. It's fine. And Mm -hmm. I, and I, um, and I got what happened. I got to the devil on our shoulder episode where they end up shrink, uh, where they shrink uh, double down to like normal size. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so first off, baby devil is like the most adorable thing in the world. Um, (laughs) And I was like, I I love them so much. But then also that actually leads to a really good um, Ben Foster cameo um, who, of course, who of course was played by Lawrence Fishburne uh, in the uh, MCU proper. And that's one thing I have to give the show a lot of credit for is like the MCU connections slash cameos. They never feel like shoehorned in. It's like, Oh, this feels actually like a, like a, I don't want to say a natural progression, but it doesn't feel like they like stop the, you, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like they stop the show to go, here's this cameo. It's like, Oh, okay. Like they happen yeah. to be here and, and cool. Um, but I really love that Ben Foster cameo, and I actually thought it worked uh really well, uh, given the circumstances. Um, but I love that I love that end to episode 14. That's actually a darker episode. I, oh, yeah. I think this, this is like TVY7, so I mean it's for seven and up, but it actually has some some weight to it that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so uh, like uh, I'll, I'll shoot it back to you real quick, Brad. Uh, uh, Brad, uh, what are what are what are a couple of your favorite episodes as far as the whole run? Well, I've enjoyed pretty much all these episodes a lot, and I watch them a lot. They get a lot of play in my house. I have kids of varying ages who love Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Uh, just to touch on the Coney Island, that's a great lesson in discussing why you're afraid of something because no one conquers their fears. They just understand their fears and understand the world they live in will never be absent of that fear. So you live with it and you get stronger about living with it every day. You know, like the old saying, like no one's scared of the dark. People are scared of not being alone in the dark. That sort of thing. My favorite one is probably, and this is like such a silly cliche type of uh, pitch for an episode. Oh, I'm excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> on paper, it's like, nah, I don't like that. No, that's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a cliche or a gimmick that I enjoy. But um, I believe it's called Goodnight Moon Girl, Vanilla, mm. who is a little bit socially awkward because she's a yeah. genius and she has trouble relating to kids her age that have um you know type of kid concerns and she realizes through a slumber party that hey kids are just kids i'm not better or worse than anyone we're all just living in jersey or not jersey no disrespect to jersey Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) hey kamal is in jersey all right (laughs) during the sleepover though she creates a device to help her uh, read minds so she can better relate to people which not the best way to do that. That just, you know, no. makes her more socially awkward. But she starts brain switching with Devil, who turns out to be more relatable and a better partier. Oh, which she does. So funny. And it's it's the funniest episode, I think, is this one. And it also shows that a lot of kids 
you know, it's been a long time since I've been in the junior high or high school scenario, but I was always of the impression being a big introvert myself that these kids are just waiting to find out why I'm weird and will destroy me for it. Yeah. Uh, The lesson in this episode is that's not true at all. That is uh, a media lie. And and people want to like you and be liked in return and putting yourself out there is scary, but you can do it. It's a simple episode with a simple message. That's actually quite profound. I know that affects adults into their old age. Sometimes that type of fear. So dude, you are so, so I was I was actually talking to Olay about this the other day. I, I, I brought uh, I brought you uh, I, I really brought up every guy in the chat, but I brought up you two and Jermarco Nick specifically. But I was like, man, like basically whenever I make a new guy friend, like it's basically like I'm basically Paul Rudd and I love you, man. Where I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I, hope, I hope, like I hope they like me or oh god, are they gonna run away or just like ghost me? And it's like, <laughs> it's like cause it's just. <laughs> It's been way easier to talk to like women throughout my whole life. So it's like I get a guy for it. It's like, oh, that's so cool. So I actually felt this episode so much because I still remember my first slumber party being terrified because it's like, you know, you're not with your own shit. You're in a house that has like I think people forget that when you move into a new house, especially you have to get used to like the new sounds and everything of that house, like especially at night and shit. It's like mm-hmm. it's like what well, you know, it's like, oh, what was that? It's like uh, you know, so it's like it's <laughs> but so it's like it's a whole other it's a whole different thing. But I I love that episode that episode for that reason. Uh Brandon, what about you? Oh man, um just like you guys said, like every episode is like really great um and like the morals are always like really good but i think my favorite i'm looking um besides the like mother like moon girl probably be skip the ad dot 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 adolescence yes because <laughs> um, it's another good message like don't rush through things you don't need to skip things the the slow things or the things you might find boring can also be like the best part of your day sometimes like um we you talked hunter about like the family aspect in this show and this one is like a dad centered episode he's kind of like yeah. the, he's the goofy clumsy dad he's not as um on the same level as roller skating as anybody on the in the family but um this episode they're competing in a father and daughter um, roller skating thing uh but lunella gets tired of like certain things like very quickly she uh, once again, creates a device that probably is not a good idea. At all. Uh, <laughs> a good night, Moon Girl episode. Casey, like, always calls her out. She's like, maybe this isn't a good idea. You don't Which need I to do love that. that she's that, like, that, that they have that relationship. Because exactly. Casey will check her ass and be like, girl, like, this is a horrendous idea. Exactly. And, um, but yeah, this episode is, like, really great because it's, Lanella actually creates a time travel device, basically. And she's zooming through life, is working well so far. But just like all things, it has to come crashing down. And like she's, it starts skipping on its own. So like she's skipping moments that she would have like, liked to be involved in. She's missing inside jokes with her family. Um, she missed the, what is it? Mission Unlikely film with Tom Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> just to butt in, that one hit really hard for my daughter. For me, I'm like, oof. But for my daughter, she was so upset because we started binging mm-hmm. the Mission Unlikely in our world. 
<laughs> two years ago and we you know we saw the one this summer that was great and she loved it so when lunella missed that moment with her dad she was horrified my daughter like and i'm like oh awesome you're gonna get this episode <laughs> in spades then you're gonna get the moral and yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, but, oh, oh don't be upset yeah, well, it'll work but cry, cry but also you get it like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah i absolutely love the lesson lunella has to learn here like she immediately regrets her, her decision um and we get like that amazing music moment like with uh is it is bill withers it. right like uh yeah two of us. um and it's just amazing we we get that moment on top of like cool in-universe lore moments like when she's fast forwarding like too much you see like a a devil looking moon girl we see like her at prom with like her nemesis is kind of like dumb um what's his name i forget yeah, Eduardo, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The project with him um and then we also see like a cool days of future past like homage yeah like, i love that easter egg that was and a so bunch cool. of, like easter eggs heroes i think like blue marvel was there i think like uh like oh, wow. like cloak and, yeah. like like it might have been cloak and dagger yeah yeah. yeah a bunch of cool easter eggs in that one episode but yeah it's it's a great episode for lunella and her father and um i don't know just episodes like that i think become my favorite with like centered on the family it's funny that um I, man like the use the the horror that they put like mm -hmm. the fear of ai in that episode i was like oh mm -hmm. man that is like it's it's just enough that as a and again i actually appreciate that that's an episode for kids and kids are gonna kind of go like hmm maybe i maybe i don't use the ai feature on <laughs> <laughs> like like on my shit because the way the AI goes, oh, don't worry. I found a way to basically cook myself from being destroyed. You're welcome. And she's like, yeah. and she's like, and she's like, what the like? It's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh man, all right. And I was like, this is a kid <laughs> show. Like, like, you know, props on it. But damn, I um, I think for me, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Um, I love Moon Girls Day Off. I think that's a great fucking episode because um, it really, I think it tells kids, um. And honestly, it tells adults, um, you know, I, I, I've talked about, I, you know, I haven't been working for like the last, uh, what are you at, like six weeks or so. But one thing that my brain and like my body has been like, is like, dude, like you need to kind of catch up on the last, you know, on the sleep that you haven't been getting for the last year, <laughs> basically. Um, but it really tells kids like, hey, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. It's okay to take. A break which i think is something that gets so lost um in daily translation like we don't tell each other that we need to actually take care of our mental health that we need to actually slow down sometimes you know it's okay to you know set these boundaries and just go like look i can't you know i can't do this today and, and, that, and that involves anything whether that's um i i know for myself a boundary i had to really start setting with people probably a decade ago because i just wasn't sleeping is I was I was having people go like, oh dude, I have this going on. And then it would kind of like trauma dump on me. And it's like, okay, I need you to like not do that all the time. <laughs> all the time. You know, sometimes I need to just, you know, take, you know, have have time for myself. And I really appreciate that that's a really hard message that they that they hammer home. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I loved the teacher's pet episode because I loved the design on the mm-hmm. rat king. Mm-hmm. I, I thought um, that was um, that was our boy. That was uh, David Diggs. Is that David Diggs? Yeah, yeah, that's Diggs. So, yeah, I he uh, first off, great job voicing. Uh, um, he uh, he was on Central Park too, which mm. got canceled, which was sad. But it got three seasons, so you know that's uh, same as Ted Lasso uh, for now. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's apparently a lot for a streaming service show, yeah. dude. Seriously, man, like it feels like a lot of these shows. Like if you get three seasons, like you got eight on the network. Yeah, which is crazy, but um. They have this ham. Uh, she has uh, the class pet, uh, this hamster. Um, the hamster, first off, adorable. Um, mm. And then you get him and Devil teaming up, which is something I just went, "Yep, this is great. All this is <laughs> all this is wonderful." But that music sequence in particular, because the rats look fucking creepy. Like that was yeah. something um, that I was like, "Wow!" Like a lot of this has a lot more horror elements for kids than I was expecting. <laughs> like it's it's kind of monster houses uh in that oh, way. Yeah. I was like the the design on this is really actually uh sticking with me but I I love that episode and I and I love the fact that each episode does have like not just a different moral attached to it but each episode does have different it has similar pacing but the pacing's definitely different as far as like you know given the story that you're mm-hmm. that you're working with. Um I bring up those episodes to, to get to the last two. Um Thank God this got a season two because um, yeah, they revealed that there's an original Moon Girl and mm-hmm. that it was uh, it was her grandma, and the way that they do that, I was like, holy! Like it's one of those things I just didn't even think about. So when they actually revealed it, I was like, fuck, that's clever. Okay, that actually, <laughs> like, like, and I was actually kind of mad at myself for just not thinking about it because mm-hmm. I I do try to like not put shit together i do try to actually just like watch it watch whatever as the media kind of presents itself to me but the way that they actually go oh it's her i was like oh well shit okay yeah this makes sense and when you think about and then you kind of start playing the season back in your head and you're like well yeah the the hideout was always clean i never saw (laughs) lanelle really clean it oh because mimi discovered it like episode four and when it's like going down when she's off with devil and like cleaning it up and shit, you're like, that actually logically makes sense. And there's a point where uh devil's sleeping and she just that da- is just down in their vacuuming. He's just like, Oh, hey, what's up? And it's like, okay, yeah, devil would be comfortable enough with her. Like, this all makes like it's not far-fetched. And the way that they, they present it, you just go, Yeah, okay, this actually does make sense. And I I got to give him a lot of credit for that because you are kind of waiting for that other shoe to drop as far as like, are we going to get more to that kind of that origin? Mm. And then when you get into uh, Mimi's origin, as far as what, um, what she was creating, it's very sci-fi. It's very basic sci-fi oh, yeah. in that sense, but man, that shit was tragic. Like I was like sitting there like, wow, this is, this is a bummer. Like she wanted to do something good and you know, talking about black people and science that's a whole other like that could fill its own podcast right there but the way that they are just immediately pushed out like oh hey you create this amazing thing oh we're gonna just like push you out exit stage left and we're gonna take credit for 
for your shit and oh everyone happens to be white who's taking your like oh yeah this this yeah, this big, strong white men it's it's good that you <laughs> said that because visually the gags are amazing that Mimi this whole time since episode four at least has known about Lunella and what she's doing and has been helping and not just through keeping her cave cleaner kind of off the hand giving her ideas or trying to help her realize her true potential like a grandmother would but through yeah. the own family she's raised they have supported Lunella in becoming this strong character so much and then flashback to this brilliant young woman scientist who's a part of the black community and who is then ignored for her contributions and also set aside she's literally visually and contextually a hidden figure yeah and that ties into the whole well the song especially that they play oh um, to hit that home run home, like, you know um, it's a beautiful finale mm -hmm. two-part finale i'll say yeah the uh the the op the um the the omg issue one uh the 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 first part mm -hmm. where um i you know i think it would have been the second part well basically the episode where they uh, show her and her husband getting together that's when mm -hmm. i started like that's why i started like putting the pillow up to my face i'm like okay don't wake lay up don't wake lay up and i'll just sit there <laughs> just, just crying my ass off because it's 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 basically kind of what they did with up um, without the tragic ending, thankfully. Um, yeah, but it's like this little mini movie within the episode, and you just go like, "Oh my god, they've built this life together." That's just, and the way that the roller rink comes into play, you're like, "Oh, that's why it's so important." Oh god, damn. like, and I just kept sitting there watching. And I'm like, "Oh, you like it's so expertly crafted, and you can clearly tell, you can clearly tell they wrote this into in the front." Where I I almost feel like they're like okay we know where this series this season oh, yeah. needs to end but then it's like okay now it's just about retracing our steps because everything is so well laid out that mm -hmm. I actually went back and watched a couple of the earlier episodes knowing the context and you're like oh this make yeah they they yeah. they are dropping these little hints here and there about who she is and 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 playing it back you go okay yeah you. You guys knew what you were doing. Uh, Brandon, yeah, kind of your thoughts on the, the two-parter. Man, um, that two-parter is a doozy. Um, even going back to the Coney Island episode, it leaves off on like a little cliffhanger. The Beyonders says something to uh, Mimi along the lines like, oh, you're going to tell her your secret or something like yeah. that? And I'm like, what? Um, but yeah, um, OMG issue one and two is just fantastic. Like it ties back everything we've had like this season with moon girls arc um the family oriented thing like meshing with like the superhero world which is always a fun concept like you get that a lot with the fantastic four and spider-man yeah um, and i felt like mimi was very much like an aunt may type like i i would argue that Mimi probably knew Lunella was Moon Girl since episode one. Like, yeah, like, I think you Blackpool, like, she has a look of admiration on her face that is just like, yeah, she knows. Um, yeah, but yeah, these last two episodes broke my heart in the best way. Um, of course, I was like, when I was watching this, was before season two was announced, I think, and so I was like, God, this better get a season two if this doesn't get a season two oh, i yeah. <laughs> would be riding at disney i'd be 
on their lawn every morning. Um, <laughs> They're watching it weekly in my house. And I have a five, six-year-old. Mm. And there's a cliffhanger between the finale part one and two, which mm, could lead yeah. to horribly tragic events. So I say, oh, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Everything's going to work out. And my older kids are like, I don't, I don't think you should tell them that with this show. <laughs> There's going to be like a part two is going to be like, and this is how we remember our loved ones. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> oh no. What if? The- <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the thing. You know, like, <laughs> when, you, when you think about, you know, I know I, I've brought this up example up in the chat but like when you think about how to train your dragon like hiccup loses is like that's a big mm-hmm. deal in a kid's film happen. you're like oh my yeah. god like he, like that's a big consequence for a kid's film and as i'm sitting there like as i was watching part two i'm sitting there and going okay so there's this portal and yeah. just you know going by science fiction rules you're like okay you have to close it obviously but then i was sitting there going wait oh shit there's two but oh crap it's one of them having to be in the port and so when she goes, like, one of us has to be on the other side, I was like, oh, god damn it. And I immediately just started getting really upset because I went, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, she's going to have to she's gonna have to do this. And then when she goes, you know, I love you to the moon and back, uh, oh, first off, yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah, beautiful. But also, I was like, oh, man, if, if this hadn't got a second season and this is where you ended it, holy shit, I would have been beyond furious. Um but it's a bummer ending. Like I, I, I actually have to give the show a ton of credit for that. And um, unlike the Flash, it doesn't undo it within like the first five minutes. It actually, like, like she actually has to get out of this, this, um, this space she's in. Um, I, I'm just starting. Like I said, I'm only four episodes in season two, but I will say season the the, the premiere is a really great season mm. two premiere. Uh, I episode yeah I'm I'm okay so rewatch but like I'm excited to get into season two I'm, I'm excited for you to get into it but um but it's a tragic ass ending and I was actually very like very surprised in the best way that there's a consequence that has some weight to it and I I would say if you are gonna show this to your kids like just kind of like maybe let them know immediately after that there's more <laughs> <laughs> Because, because it really was something that I just was not um, expecting. And then um, the actual design on the creatures um, that are coming through the portal, I thought was very, um, very like kind of like creature of the, from the Black Lagoon, very like <laughs> Universal Monster, like like you know, very creature feature inspired, which I really liked. Like I really liked this. Like it really kind of gave this uh, uh, creepy aura. Um, to, to mm-hmm. everything but uh yeah i mean getting um getting to my final thoughts here before i throw it back to y'all um i was just happy watching this like, <laughs> like right. i will be the first to admit yeah the the you know the finale is like it it's rough um the ending of part one uh lunella has her lab blown up and like mm-hmm. i actually took a picture of it on my phone there there's this shot of her just on her knees looking mm-hmm. like towards the fire and i was just like god damn and it's like it's a brutal ass and and like devil's still in the basement so you're like oh shit did the dinosaur get blown so like there's this like, like there's so much shit where you're like oh crap what's going on and it, it really does feel like a gut punch when you get 
um, when you get to that moment, but the moment feels incredibly earned um, as well. Um, I know we haven't mentioned him because uh, um, I, I just fuck, I just forgot to mention him. But the uh, the villain, uh, oh, uh, uh, Maris, Maris, uh, was it Morlock? Um, yeah, Morlock, Morlock, or something like that, right? Morlock, yeah. Um, well, he it's funny because he has connections to. Um, uh, to Adam Warlock, because I was like, mm. I was like, I know that name, um, but yeah, he has connections to Adam Warlock in the comics. Um, um, Bald White and Wesley Snipes in this too. Oh, is that what that is? Wesley, is that really Wesley Snipes? Wesley Snipes. Oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the so voice good. actors we get for this is is pretty wild yeah, too. That's right? one thing we haven't talked about yet. But there's so many great like voice actors in this, like Allison Brie. Plays the first villain in episode one, Aftershock. Um, and just, of course, Wesley Snipes. And just so many great voice actors in this show. Yeah, that that's wild. I did not know that was Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's so cool. Um, I will say, too, there is a uh, cameo from yeah. the from, from an Avenger that, that Brandon, like, thank you for not spoiling it for me. But when, when they showed up, I, I heard that Avengers theme, like, Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that could wake me up. That that theme could wake me up from like a coma. I was like, I know that theme. I was like, I was like, where? Who's like, who's yeah, here? Yeah. And, and then uh, like, who shows up? I was like, oh shit, let's go. Like, I was like, I, I squealed. I was very excited. Um, hopefully they're back in season two at some point because that that would make me happy. The connections they do are really good. Like, you get a bunch of Shield name drops throughout, and then finally, like Maria Hill shows up. I was yeah. really happy to see. I was like, to, that's to, to cool. Yeah, and, and and the fact that Casey lost her texting privileges because she's just like was blowing yeah, up her phone, like like <laughs> what a kid would do. Honestly, like a kid would be texting someone from like, Shield, just be like, oh my god, look at this. Yeah, like like oh my god, look at this meme, and like yeah, you would you would totally do that. But I I I, I love that. But mm-hmm. um, but um, but really, just like kind of wrapping up here, we're. We're we're stalling a bit for Canada to get back, but uh, I I just I have there are very few shows I have adoration for. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking back to like my favorite season ones of shows. So like off the top, like Atlanta season one, mm-hmm. uh, The Wire season one, uh, Justified season one. Um, goddamn, what else? Right. Uh, X Men season one. I'll definitely say. Um, uh, Vicious, which uh, for those of y'all who haven't seen Vicious, that's, uh, that's um, a really good show. Oh, I fucking love Vicious. Vicious is yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I can use radio. I throw in there. Um, I throw in like marital children. Um, there, there's, there's been some season ones that feel like that you're like, oh, wow, this show is like, this is a great floor. And I feel like you can only get better. Yeah. In season two. And that's what this feels like. This feels like um, this is incredible. Let me be clear. It's this is an amazing season one, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there is room for it to potentially even be better yeah. uh, somehow in uh, in season two. But I just I, I I adore this show so so much, and um, Lawrence Fishburne just. Props to him because I'd love to talk to him. Just know how much like he was putting into this because I mean he's I mean he's like producing it. He's 
uh, voice acting in it. Like, um, I don't know how much he's involved with like the stories and all that, but mm-hmm. but he like his fingerprints are all over this, and this is clearly a labor of love. Like, like very much like something like Adventure Time. Oh yeah, Adventure Time season one. I would definitely throw that in there. Um, uh, I uh, I definitely throw in like something like Craig of the Creek. Um, mm-hmm. I think this would be a perfect companion piece with the uh, with Craig of the Creek. Like if you watch. Oh, yeah, like if you watch this in Craig of the Creek for Black History Month, I think you're, I, I I think you're golden. Like I think this this would be two great shows that you could watch like together and not you know lose the thread. Um, but I, yeah, I, I was really trying to think of like complaints. Like and also, yeah. and I've been thinking about like for like the last day and a half, and I don't really <laughs> have anything like glaring. Honestly, I think um, the first episode is like forty three minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, a little longer than the rest of the episode. Yeah, which I think it's actually necessary to kind of set your foundation and like introduce everybody and all that and kind of give you like a sense of the pulse of the show. Um, yeah. I think that's actually, I, I think it's actually a very uh, smart call that they did that. But, um, oh, and I, you know, I did want to mention this, this, uh, uh, this comment too. I, I did want to mention uh, episode two, which is the uh, Burrow uh, Bully episode because oh, yes. that's yeah i because that i think that's the one that uses gambino in the uh in the uh final fight and i mm-hmm. i i love that i love the use of gambino in that i was like oh that's so cool but also it's it's a really good message i think for young girls especially to be like hey you're gonna have unfortunately you're gonna have really shitty people mm-hmm. potentially say shit on your social media and you need to learn to just like I can't believe I'm going to reference this terrible artist, but you got to just shake it off, uh, <laughs> if 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 you will. Um, but but I, I really like the because, and, and there have been other shows that have done this where you know you'll get like 99 great comments, but it's that one yeah. negative comment it's that you fixate on. Them. Yeah. But I love the way that you know she kind of has to work through that, and and the fact that it's a literal troll. I was like, oh, that's that's great. I was like, I I appreciate that show. Well done. But um, Casey has like the best advice. She's like, just brush it off. You don't need to like listen to everything, um, all the negative comments, and like they even double down like on the the hair episode. Like, oh yeah, yeah, black girls like don't you don't need to straighten your hair. You don't need to appease other people because of what they think about your hair just take care of it and you know love your love your hair that's such a but that's also like such a thing that um that black people do like struggle with as far as like mm-hmm. our hair being part of our identity and it being you know too black and yeah um you know so so i i really appreciate that episode is uh is in there as well but um yeah getting my yeah just kind of wrapping up here um yeah, I mean our my high our highest grade on the show is a fan fucking tastic. I mean that's what I'm rolling with for this because I really don't have any complaints about it. I, I was really, <laughs> and again I've been thinking about trying to find some and I actually went through and like, um for what it's worth, it's a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes with uh, let me see how many. Uh, da, 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 da. Doesn't show how many reviews sadly, but uh yeah 100 percent and then 94 percent audience score like i mean god damn you can't like it doesn't get much better than that 
but I um I I really just adore this this show and I think there's so much that kids can learn from this. Um it's really nice too in in Canada like I I've bitched about this to 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 Bradley uh, multiple times in in our, in our multiple conversations that I hate shows that talk down to kids. It's like my biggest pet peeve because I just I think Hollywood has this like horish level of like oh it says for kids we'll just put bright colors on the screen and like you know gold you know talking goldfish or you know uh yeah yeah or you know uh dogs as cops uh we we don't have to try fuck kids but but this actually feels like it has something to say and that there are people who are actually inspired to say it so um yeah i i gotta Oh my god, the, the sorry, the guy who voices Devil is like the whitest looking dude. <laughs> hey, dude, he he's one of those voice actors is everywhere. Fred Tasticor, right? Like yeah. This is the Hulk a lot in things, but yeah, oh, you look, shit. His, look at his IMDB, you're gonna recognize something he's seen. Oh that oh uh fucking Gary Anthony Williams is pops. I did not know. Oh my god, god damn. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Prop man, props. Yeah, I'm looking through this this voice cast. God damn, Alfrey Woodard. Um mm-hmm. oh that makes sense. She's me. Okay, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Actually, that playing it back now. Okay. Central um, right there. Yeah, but um, yeah, fan fantastic on this. Um genuine admiration for the show. Um I will have y'all back. Uh if you get through season two by the end of the month, we'll we'll run this back. But I I just I love this show, man. Like I, I I've been, it, it's it's been really nice, and and I've been recommending this to my friends with kids, and um they've watched it and they've been like, oh dude, like I'm having so much fun with this. And I was like, it's something that you can watch with your kids, which is really cool. Um, I wouldn't go younger than seven personally because there is some some horror stuff like you know that I actually was kind of surprised that's in the show, and I mean that as a compliment. So I mean I wouldn't show this like a you know a five year old because I think that clown shit alone might <laughs> you know, might be enough to make him might make him go like eh. but um but yeah I I really adore this show so yeah fan fucking tastic for me um Brandon I'll I'll kick it to you last uh, to you next uh, yeah your final thoughts and you're great um man yeah I love this show it exceeded my expectations when I first started watching it um. I only love it more upon rewatches and like you, I'm trying to get everybody I know to watch it. Like, because um, if you don't know, they just dumped the whole season two on Disney plus at once. Um, Last season they were doing weekly, but you know, streaming services and animation nowadays, they just want to dump everything all at once to see how many people really gauge it at that point. Uh, So I hope this does well enough to get a season three um like we said this is really like a labor of love you can tell the people who made this really love making this um like there's a bunch of cool behind the scenes stuff you can look up of them like story storyboarding the mixtape moments and all that kind of jazz but yeah this is great if you were looking for a street level hero that is not heavily connected to the mcu um that also has great animation and just unabashedly like cool like in ways that other things aren't cool i don't know how to explain like this show has its own style 
And I think th- this is one of those special shows that knew what it was like minute one. Like I agree. And just kind of wanted to build on that and I don't know, just see how far far they can take it. Um, so I'm excited to see what they get up to in season two. Um, yeah, I love Moon Girl. Um, I would definitely put this in the same boat as like Craig of the Creek. Um, definitely has yeah. some of that adventure time energy at some times. Like there's a lot of just out of context moments that I save <laughs> on my phone because, yeah. because the image is so funny. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. This is fan fucking tastic. I constantly listen to the soundtrack because it's that good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I can say about this show. I just, I don't know. I just freaking love this show. More people watch it. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, yeah. Season two is up on Disney plus now. I'm, I'm going to probably be, um, I'm, I'm shooting for us to do Watchmen next week, but I'm going to probably take Friday to tomorrow and, uh, so I watched some of this with both of my cats because uh, they're both like <laughs> I, I put on Bob's Burgers or like oh, like a Marvel movie form, and um, they both like stopped what they were doing and like, actively turned to like watch the screen, um, mm. and I and I actually like paid attention to it. So uh, for those of you who have pets, this might be a great virtual <laughs> babysitter for them too. But uh, uh, yeah, right on uh, Canada. Your final thoughts and uh, grades are. Well, like I said, uh, I watch about 30, 40 new TV shows each year. And there's a lot, and especially now that streaming's a thing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm. And uh, this is in my <laughs> top 10. You know, this it's beautiful visually and music- musically. Musicality, is that a word? It's perfect. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when, you know, these fights are a representation of uh, an emotion, a vibe, a mood, a feeling. And mm. that's done through art and music and it's perfect you know this is the argument for why comics are different than you know the animated medium and uh yes. very well done so not that i'm trying to knock one against the other just there are different ways to tell the stories of these characters absolutely and this one understands how to do that and animated in the most perfect way love this studio big fan of rise as well brandon brought that up earlier and it's so funny there's jokes coming out of all different types of walks of life that are so perfect. Uh, I grew up in a family where several of my siblings wanted to be educators. My brother was an educator. Two of his best friends were educators. There's an episode where a teacher infiltrates Lunella's school by being a substitute. Yeah. And after, after day one, she was like the villain, the villain was like, I, I can't do this shit anymore. This is horrible. <laughs> And the uh, other teachers in the teachers' lounge, yeah, teachers in the teachers' lounge are like, "You got this, you got this. No, we got your back." It's always rough the first day, and that was that was a really touching, sweet moment and a great joke because it is a very uh, under-respected profession, unfortunately. Yeah, that requires so much. You give so So much much. patience, exactly. So much patience. So that's a great joke. Uh, all the villains are fun. There's so many Marvel Easter eggs in this, mm-hmm. and they're not pandering. I never felt like, oh, now I got to go out and buy that while watching this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a huge thing with huge thing with you. So that's a that's a, like the biggest compliment you can pay the show. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I think it's perfect. It's a. Uh, I do have kids younger than seven that I let watch this. 
And sometimes, like I said in the review, I regret that because he was very <laughs> upset several <laughs> times during the more heavier moments. But if yeah. you're willing, and I know that's that's rough, and, and that's to each parent their own. If you're willing to have those hard conversations, then maybe. If you're not okay. perfect, lots of respect. I don't want to have lots of conversations with my kids about certain aspects of life that I don't feel that we should talk about yet. I get that. Very ambiguous. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, seven up is uh, pretty perfect on this. And, you know, speaking to your kids is hard enough. What with their crazy lingo. I said on fleek the other day and they looked at me like I was a thousand years old. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that recent? I thought that was recent. Oh man, I that makes me so dude. Okay. I don't even try to keep up on lingo anymore. I'm just like, like I'll hear something and I'm like, I'm gonna just assume this is outdated now since I've heard about it. Like yeah. I, just... I asked my oldest, like, is skibbity toilet a thing? And he looks at me and he's like, It is. And I'm like, You're not trolling me? That actually is. And he's like, No one says trolling anymore. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Oh, do people toilet. not say troll? Yeah. See, oh, see, I didn't even know that. Oh, god, it's just... I guess not people his age, at least. But yeah, man, as I as I'm inching closer to forty, I, cap, this is why I'm just not. Is that a thing? No cap is what I should have said. I guess. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh God, see, all this is just making me go like, see, this is why. Like the amount of time it took me to, to learn how to like make a TikTok using a green screen. I was like, I was like God damn, this is just, I was like, this is not, it shouldn't be this difficult. It's not like, getting better. I'm 26 and I, I can't get on TikTok. I know barely any of the lingo going on. So <laughs> I don't know what that tells about me or about our culture, but yeah. I know the dance to champion of light and herald of darkness. So I guess I'm pretty cool in quotes. Yeah. I yeah. don't even know what either of those things are. See, that's all. See, this is just I'm I'm done. It's over. I'm just <laughs> but, but that was uh that was Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur, y'all. Um, so Ooh. I'm gonna be back tomorrow uh talking about my top 10 uh best of 2023. Finally, Jesus Christ. And I'm gonna be reviewing Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Hooray! Um, which is really good. Um Maybe it's better than good. Who knows? You'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I'm right, exactly. Cliffhanger season two. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna have these guys uh, back um, next week for Watchmen. Um, mm -hmm. I just haven't had a chance to 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 get through to, to get through my initial watch of that, and I mm -hmm. feel like that's gonna be a pretty dense show. So I want to spread that out a little bit. Um, I stole Murray opening up with the Ku Klux Klan. So I'm like, I don't really want to binge watch. <laughs> I might need like four days, like two episodes a day. I'll, I'll probably take it. Oh, sure. <laughs> what a crazy and fictional thing that happened in Tulsa, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there wouldn't be any statues of any Confederates in, <laughs> in any of these oh. places, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> You guys know Robert E. Lee was a loser, right? <laughs> what are these lies you tell? It it's a okay, real quick, real quick on that. I will say. So when I lived in when I lived in Austin, I actually got thrown out of my history class because uh, it was Texas history, which I oh, God. well, because you have to take you have to take Texas Texas history in college, um, which I. 
even when my counselor told me that, I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that seems problematic. And he was like, why is that? And I was like, well, dude, come on. Like, like, you know, just a quick Google of Texas history. But basically, my teacher threw me out because they're like, well, you know, if we were our own country, we'd be number one in this, number six in this, number eight. In this. And I'm like, I'm sitting there going, okay, so <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to be a part of the U.S. is what you're saying. And he's like, no, no, I'm just saying if we were. I'm like, no, like the way you're saying it, it really sounds like you don't want Texas to be a part of the U.S. And then it just, it just, just escalated from there. And yeah, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, people just, yeah, those statues, they don't, they don't need to be in public places. And I'm a, and I'll just leave it there until we review Watchmen because I'll have a lot more <laughs> a lot more to talk about. Come watch. But uh yeah, y'all, I'll be I'll be uh back uh I'll be on here tomorrow talking about my top ten for twenty twenty three. My worst of for twenty twenty three is already up. Um a lot of bad spy movies last year, y'all. A lot of <laughs> bad spy a lot of bad spy movies. Holy shit. Um kind of the theme of 2023 but uh i'll reviews up for so that's up on the channel now uh you can find the podcast wherever you uh listen to podcasts soundcloud apple google Podcasts, podbean stitcher iHeartRadio, spotify amazon music tune up and samsung podcast at the real pineapple you can find me on uh to find the show on youtube at uh the real pineapple you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash the real pineapple and you can find me on uh letterboxd yeah i so use letterboxd uh, you can find me on at, uh, black shazam and then you can find the show uh you can find me on uh the, the tiktok and instagram at j hunter real pineapple that's r-e-e-l pineapple uh bradley please tell the people where they can find you hello yes uh don't have a twitter anymore but you can find me on instagram i think it's at bradley of martin it's yeah, pretty that, empty there. I, sometimes I post my letterbox reviews, which I think is also Brad, at Bradley of Martin. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I know your social. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with the socials. And <laughs> I'm also uh, mostly a contributor at oneofus.net. And sometimes I'll be on the afternoon tune. Not really, though. I, I have a hard time committing to that one because of my hectic life schedule. And that's that's a bummer for me. And for all of you, because I'm sure my contributions are <laughs> <be> amazing. <laughs> really, we're the ones who are listening. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, okay. yeah, take that, Nick. I got Brad in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh yeah, actually speaking of the afternoon tune, I'm gonna be on there uh Sunday. I told fuck, I forgot about that. I'm gonna be on Sunday talking about the uh the Super Bowl. Um apparently we're getting our first Deadpool 3 trailer during the Super Bowl. So that will be that'll be a reason for me to actually watch and not see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey hug when <laughs> the NFL rigs. I mean, when the Chiefs <laughs> beat the 49ers on Sunday. Do you think um, that that's for the better? Because who wants who wants to find out that Brock Purdy is getting hate mail from tweens? You know, <laughs> not the biggest Brock Purdy or Niners fan myself, except <laughs> CMC. Either. But they don't they don't need that hate speech in their life. So okay, so you know we have a few minutes. I, I, I <laughs> no, honestly, what like fuck it, let's talk about it. I, 
Swarm so season torn. two, Brock Purdy I'm, and the Swifties. <laughs> I'm so torn because I like Patrick Mahomes, but I also see that there's a world where he could become like black Tom Brady, where he's just like, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I didn't win. I'm supposed to win. And like, I, I, I see that, you know, villain, like that turn to the dark side, like happening. <laughs> Um, pun intended. I could see, I could see, I could see him becoming more. <laughs> if you're listening on audio, I wish you could see the look of like disapproval on Brandon's face right now. But him and, him and Andy Reid haven't cheated yet. I mean, yet, but but I mean, who <laughs> who not, knows? That's not um, inevitable either. You know. I mean, is it? Is it not? Because <laughs> I mean. <laughs> because let's be i mean because i looked up like what was it travis kelsey's jersey sales went up like 300 percent, something like that since he's been dating taylor swift and and look i i think i think it was you brad who was like are they even dating and i was like okay that's that's kind of a conspiracy but the more i see them together i'm like man are they dating maybe they're not dating maybe this is all just like, the plan, the plan yeah, game. like maybe they are. Maybe this is just a like a platonic relationship that they're just like, you know, sure, sure, we're yeah. fucking. Wait, and that's fine <laughs> too. That, I, consenting adults should be consenting adults. Oh, absolutely. I, I think the scrutiny of well, that's horrible is what's weird to me. Like, there's so many people, and people can post what they want on the internet, obviously, but like. Their love is pure and as driven snow, and like really, they don't even they don't even go to each other's events all the time. They're like, nah, I don't feel like it. If I told my wife, nah, I don't feel like coming to the room when you call me, that's a fight. That's an argument. <laughs> and and they're just like, eh, Thanksgiving, nah, I'm not doing Thanksgiving with your family. Fuck them. <laughs> For him to be like, that's fine. I don't care about that. That's like people get divorced what? over that shit. So maybe that maybe they're quote unquote in love, but they're not marriage in love with that kind of behavior. I like I don't even know if that's like I'll be real, man. I don't know if that's even friend love. Mm Because like I've had friends do concerts and stuff, and I'll like you know I'll leave my castle for that shit. But it's like (laughs) but it's like you know like (laughs) she has a fucking private jet. You're telling me she can't (laughs) she can't make this game, or he can't fly first class and go to the Grammys. It's like, uh, yeah, literally, like, literally, yeah. And that's why their love story is so silly. And I don't mean silly as in it's not important. Love is important. But people to be like, there's <laughs> just a boy and a girl that are in love. I'm like, if if I called my wife right now and said, you want sushi? Okay, which one? We got to go before six. We got to go before six if we're going to get to Lethbridge, though. Which, which one in Lethbridge? Taylor Swift and Travis Kels can be like, you want to have sushi? Which country? No, anytime we want. <laughs> Literally anytime we want, anywhere we want. You're a billionaire. We, yeah. we could do a couple hits. We could hit a couple countries, you know? So, yeah. no, it's it's not the same is all I'm saying. It's... <laughs> like, I don't, like, it's, it's weird, though. Like, well, because one of my, um, uh, Nick, I think we all, we all know Nick. He, uh, he, uh, posted because i uh i you know fuck i can talk about this so so the eras tour film is hitting disney plus on like march i think it's march 13th or march 15th something like that 
and so that's hitting in March, and then I've got <laughs> that I've got Rebel Moon Part Two hitting in April, and, I, and you know, and I posted, I was like, oh man, it's gonna be a a rough spring for the real pineapple. That's two films I don't want to see back to back months, and uh, and and Nick posted like, man, you seem like you post more about celebrities that you that you hate more than ones that you love. I'm like, yeah, because sadly, like I was like, there really hasn't been anything Marvel related. Denzel's mm-hmm. not doing anything right now. Um, Paramore put out their album. So I'm like, all the celebrities I kind of like are almost in like hibernation right now. But it's like I've been <laughs> seeing Taylor Swift everywhere and I just can't escape her <laughs> because I because I have friends that are posting about her constantly. You you know what I mean? Like 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 um as much as I get Na- give Nathan for uh his a uh, top gun and better call Saul love, um mm-hmm. even that's like calm down a little bit but my friends that are swifties y'all it is like daily like it's like daily from it's basically daily horoscopes but it's taylor swift at this point so it's like i'm I'm seeing her like to a point i've had to just like unfollow people or mute them because i'm just like i i can't i, I can't see, keep seeing her every <laughs> like she's gonna creep into my subconscious at some point so i <laughs> so yeah it's just it's it's a lot but i as far as the game like I like Joe Montana as a kid. Um, I, I, I'm a Panthers fan, so you know I'm just in misery mode right now because because well, we're gonna be bad for a while. <laughs> Niners win would be a CMC win, and he was on the Panthers. If I'm not and mistaken. I love CMC, and yeah. he had to sit through a lot of bad years with the Panthers. So if I'd be happy for him, they really should have tried to develop around him. I agree. So I I would be happy for him if he were to get a ring, and it would just be funny if Brock Purdy got one before Dak Prescott. That would just make me laugh. Um, but, I mean, it, but, it, I would. Uh, I shouldn't root for it, but to have a quarterback excel with that low pay and honestly not that many accolades on paper, nah. other than this season, maybe that would finally cause the f- switch to flip in Jerry Jones' brain where he. You can see that, oh, a team where you give $400 million to a quarterback over five years is a bad thing, <laughs> especially one who's getting injured all the time. Yeah, it's he's done it twice now. Pictures. He's done it twice now. He did it with Romo. Now he's doing it with Prescott. I like yeah. Prescott a lot. I like Romo. Not a lot. I didn't like him a lot because he did blow an easy entry into the Super Bowl with a. You guys remember that missed kick, right? Where I do, like, yeah. Whoop. Where they fumbled, yeah. I remember. <laughs> up, uh. And then we're supposed to feel sorry for him for not doing a place kicker's job well. He's the quarterback. <laughs> Dude, he had, and he had and he had prime Des Bryant too. I think people forget about that. He had yeah. Des Bryant in his prime. Yeah. He had um uh. DeMarco Murray, he used to be a great fucking running back. They had they had mm-hmm. him, they had Jason Witten, like they had a they, Super Bowl team, yeah. Yeah, and, and they just they 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 cowboyed. Um yeah. Brandon, like <laughs> yeah. Brandon, do you care? Do you do you care who wins or I like- do not, honestly, man. I wish I cared more. I <laughs> I am always surrounded by family and friends who are super into sports, and yeah. I love super into sports and i love watching them be super into sports but i do not love watching sports that's fair <laughs> that's I'm fair do you I'll understand watch. the competitive nature of it though or are you all like this is ridiculous oh no no i definitely understand that because like right because like if i, I was I mean, like well luffy could beat goku 
Exactly. <laughs> like, when I think about it in anime terms or like terms, like, we're all competitive. Nothing oh, ever. That's why we survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. Like I, I always look more forward to the Super Bowl commercials than I do the actual game because I know I'll get at mm-hmm. least one movie trailer that'll get me hyped and I'll go, oh yeah. shit, you know, like, um, like we might get a look maybe at Sonic Three. That would be cool. Like I'd like to. Um, I mean, I'll say like Deadpool. I Deadpool Three. I think is in my top. I think I was in the number five most anticipated film i think it's like right behind lovely uh live love lies uh bleeding and uh maxine mm-hmm. um we might get a maxine look that would be cool i yeah, i wouldn't mind them. I think there are rumors of a maxine trailer yeah so that would be that'd be cool but i yeah like for the most part like i'm over here <coughs> i'm over here on the west coast so i you know i see 49ers shit everywhere anyway so you know people will just be more more annoying about it than they already are which you know fine i guess <laughs> but but you know i grew up around a bunch of laker fans so it's like i'm not you know it's like eh, yeah i'm used to this so mm-hmm. you know eh, whatever i guess like i i'm at that point though where I just don't want to see the same team win over and over again, which is why Tom Brady yeah. just started to piss me off. And so it's like, I really wanted a, a Ravens like Lions Super Bowl. Like that's what I wanted. I was like, oh, two two teams from cities that desperately need a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, Baltimore so bad the wire takes place there. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. they they deserve a Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, yeah, I. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's whatever to me. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, which 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 team of millionaires is gonna win? You know, this diving across the <laughs> ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's at the end of the day, it's like, who who? Not my who squad. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I digress. But um, Br- uh, Brandon Bradley, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate y'all uh, stopping by. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week for Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone, thank you so much for turning in. Oh yeah, I how uh, f- oh, fuck I totally forgot I'm streaming this too. So I'm streaming on fr- uh, tomorrow about my top ten best of, and then uh, Monday the Monday the twelfth, uh, so day after the Super Bowl, I'll be recapping the Super Bowl at. Uh, uh, was that gonna be 3 p.m. Uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific? I'll be reviewing the Super Bowl, talking about the trailers that we hopefully got, and I'll be reviewing First Kid because hell yeah, oh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> because Sinbad is great, um, and he deserves his flowers. So I'll be talking about First Kid. But everyone, thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, have a good night. Take care. Ah. Uh,